Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode three. Uh, I'm Fergus, I'm from Arsenal Fans Forum, and we have... Mike from Bangers Coatsip. Welcome, everyone. Um, so, uh, this is our third episode, Mike. How do you think it's gone so far? I think it's, I think it's gone fairly well. Like I said in the, the previous one, it, it could have gone worse. There's a couple of things that we we know that we need to sort out, and hopefully they'll just continue to improve as we as we go forward. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I had a few audio issues last week. Um, hit me mic and just trying to not pop on my mic. But I've got this new flash one in front of me now. So, But now we've got you. And you happen to use a, a, a mobile phone, isn't it, today to try and do it? Yeah, today that's, i got to go with my last option, which was calling into it. So hopefully this doesn't cause any issues. But last week, like you said, it sounded like you were rolling in bed with your microphone. Hey, listen, it's Arsenal. I'll roll in bed with Arsenal anytime you want. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> uh, not that it's as ill, though. Like, his eyes are a bit funny. <laughs> how's, your, uh, how's your week been since we last chatted? It's been good. It's been really good, actually. I've, I've to be honest, I've, I've listened to uh, the pod a couple of times. I listened to it on the tube down to the uh, North London Derby the other day, and I found myself pissing myself laughing at some of the stuff we were talking about. So, uh, listen, if nobody else listens to it, we're listening to it. And we're having a good laugh. So, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That all that really matters. Yeah, I normally listen to it in the morning when I take uh, I drop Santi off with my mom. That she uh, she watches him during the day. So he's he's also listening, or sometimes he falls asleep there. The <laughs> yeah, he's um he actually is back on the uh, hopefully in the episode today. He's he's napping right now, so hopefully he'll sleep through it. But just we'll a, wake him up towards the disclaimer. end. Disclaimer, just a disclaimer if anyone hears some uh, interesting noises in the background. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was uh, go on. I was going to ask how was uh how was the match against Huddersfield? I know that you I talked with you back and forth and it seemed like you were uh, a little cold over there. Uh, mate, I was fucking freezing. Honestly, I, I, one of the guys from Arsenal Fans Forum came over with me. I don't know, you've probably seen him. Um, uh, Manny Riz. Um, yep. he, he lost a bet to James Will. Manny. Uh, controversial Manny, that's that. That's the one. Uh, Manny, <laughs> Ma- I was talking to him about the podcast actually, and he just came along and said, "I, I yeah, podcast is good. I'm just waiting for the controversy. Let me on." <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he he lost a bet to James Wilmot. I don't know exactly what it was about, but um, he wasn't going to go to the stadium again because uh, for whatever reasons, Wenger, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, when we beat Spurs, he had to. Um, he had to go to a game and he went oh I can't get a ticket I said I've got your ticket ticket's yours <laughs> so um, we got the ticket he was in there he was in block five with me uh, James didn't wander down it would have been nice if he came down but it was freezing honestly it was colder on the concourse at some point um, uh, than it was in the ground. Just the wind whipping around. Um, third, that was Wednesday, I believe. Uh, Thursday was the coldest day in yeah. the UK so far this year. And uh, you know what? The I don't know if you if you know, but like weather is a huge, important subject in uh, in British culture uh, and even Irish culture. Well, actually, in Irish culture probably less so because it just rains. <laughs> yeah, doesn't <laughs> even, it always rain over there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We get we get two day summers and that sort of. Shit. 
How cold does it get in the UK, though? The funny thing is, I mean, myself living in the Boston area, it gets cold here, right? And what? and hearing what? you guys talk about, oh my God, it's cold, and seeing the players on the on the bench with the blankets on their legs, sometimes I scratch my head thinking, like, how cold could it really be over there? The worst I've uh, encountered. Uh, February about four or five years ago and it was and it was a rarity it was minus 12.5 or minus minus 14 as we left like London Essex sort of area as we drove up and by the time we got to Sunderland which is further north a lot further north nearly Scotland um they had got up to five degrees but uh that's a rarity uh low temperatures minus Three minus five. It's Scotland. You'll get minus eight, minus ten in in the country and stuff. But where I am, I'm on the edge of London, uh, just inside the M25, um, which is a, an orbital motorway around around the city. Um, that uh, I'm only saying that because you're obviously a foreign fan, and we'll touch on the Ian Wright's comment later about foreign <laughs> fans. You've got no opinion, so I need to like educate you a little way along the way. So, um, but yeah, where, where I am, I'm I'm just in the suburbs and the in, on the edge of the country, um, <sighs> minus three, minus four at the peak in January, February. But my, my brother, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm speaking too much at the minute, but uh, hey, that's, no, that's, not, not, that's not unusual <laughs> for me. Uh, my brother, my brother, you know, he lives, um, he lives in Boston. He, he's he's uh, now in Dover, uh, but he previously was in Newton. And he sent me pictures about two years ago. Um, he has got a Mercedes 4x4 type car and the snow at the side of the roads was above the height of the car. He said, you come to a junction, you don't know, you just take the junction slowly, you turn left. He said, the road, it's, it's unbe- your, your weather is like fucked off. Yeah, and that's what makes me laugh is, I mean, for us, for example, zero Fahrenheit here in the winter um, isn't zero very Fahrenheit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking centigrade, That's by the way. Zero Fahrenheit is about it's minus negative 17 degrees. Negative 17, 17 okay. I think. Yeah, so just picture that. And I mean, even with the wind chill, we could be talking, it feels like it's maybe negative 10 degrees here Fahrenheit. So, you know, maybe less, you know, negative 20 or, or less for you guys. So I can't imagine what the hell you guys would do with yourselves if it was nearly as cold and you had the amount of snow that we get well if we get more than about a centimeter of snow the the railway stops um the roads get gridlocked uh my bmw fortunately enough, i've got a uh, i've got uh, an x drive one at the minute so it's got four wheel drive but i've got a very slight slope on my driveway and if we have more than uh, half an inch of snow i was working at home that day <laughs> i'm going nowhere because i can't reverse off my driveway being real rear rear wheel drive but yeah no i think i think you guys are set up more for it. it's a bit like the scandinavian guys and so on you, you're used to it your clothes are are uh, more geared towards it you know, I, I, in the southeast of England. It's practically, you know, it, it's mild most of the time. So when we do get minus something, it is a little bit of a shock to the system. Not as bad as a J Carthright Emerald Bar. There you go, another free advert for you, mate. <laughs> We're going to get it's a lot nice of free beer, Mike. <laughs> Hanging out on the beach. In Moha. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, like, you know, the, the guys in Spain and Tenerife and so on, they're, they're warm all the time. But, yeah, we're we're, we're quite temperate here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 
I guess I'm a little bit jealous of you guys in a sense. I mean, our summers are nice, but it uh, sounds like it rains fairly often over there for you guys. So I guess there's pros and cons to it. <laughs> my, my, my daughter lives in Germany and um, she gets, uh, similar to you guys, she gets the four seasons. So you, you know when it's winter and you know when it's summer. So... Yeah. Right. Anyway, but before we get into before we get into the matches, I guess we have to mention the fact that we've both been predicting scores uh, as of. Uh, yes, we have, Mike. And I suck. I I have two points. I I predicted the right result against Burnley um, and Huddersfield, but I didn't get the right score. So I. Predicted, so you get one uh, point for each one of those. So you're on two points. Correct. I got two points. Fergus guessed one zero against Burnley. Got that win. So he got three points, and he predicted the victory against uh, Huddersfield. He said three to one. Ended up five zero. I don't think anyone would have predicted that score, but so we both got a point for that. So he's sitting on four points. I'm sitting on a lowly two points, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you this weekend. I'm gonna get the score right. All right. I, who we got? We got Southampton. Ooh, that's a difficult yep. one. We'll get to that one. <laughs> anyway, so we right, talked so about Hot- Huddersfield. Talk to me about it. How was your How was your experience there? What was the atmosphere? What was the match? Fact: First of all, um, you got links with Huddersfield. Uh, it's the first time we we played them uh, since 1930 something. Um, I might be corrected on that fact. Please put it in the comments. But I, I think it's the, it was definitely the first time we played them in the Premier League. And obviously, we shared a manager in the sense of Sir Herbert Chapman. And uh, the tradition of the two teams walking out together uh, was founded by Herbert Chapman and the FA Cup in 1930, 1937, I think, was the FA Cup. Um, and because he had managed, 1935, it might have been, he had managed. Um, Huddersfield and then managed Arsenal and switched halfway through the season and uh, because he was uh, because he had managed both of them he just said look let's walk out together and uh, that tradition has carried on so uh, I think it's a good thing to point out that it came from one of our greatest managers that we had Um, first half uh, I I thought Lacassette and Mustafi bossed that game for the first half. Uh, Rambo yeah, was thought, quite. I thought Lacazette was fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, Rambo was was strong. He comes into criticism again, but I think if you start watching him a bit more, he can be wasteful. Uh, but he's always. Yep trying to create something uh, and you know he he does a flick he does do some stupid backward sideward passes uh, he, he does flay himself left right and center but I, I think he, he definitely is uh, definitely a trier um, what, uh, yeah I agree he, he, he and again I, I spoke about it before he isn't my favorite um, but I must admit that he's starting to grow on me. I, he's, he's definitely a driving force from the midfield. He's not um, too scared to, to pick the ball up and, and carry it forward. Obviously, when he tries to do that and he loses it in stupid positions or he makes those runs in from deep in the midfield and, and gets caught in the box uh, and then we get caught on the back foot in transition, it gets frustrating, right? But he's not afraid to, to, to do that. And when it works, it's 
brilliant, right? But that one time that it doesn't work and, and it costs you a goal or it costs you, you know, a dangerous play, it, it becomes frustrating. So there's, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, but I must say that he, right now, he, he's definitely. He's, a, he, our he's driving our main driving force, force at the moment, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And, and even consistently, I mean, my problem with him has been in the past that he's just not consistent, right? He'll put on a, a brilliant performance and then he'll completely shoot his pants in the next four or five games and, and go missing and just completely mess everything up. So I don't think we'll ever see a season that he had, I want to say it was maybe four or five years ago, where he just completely played out of his mind. Um, kept scoring. Oh, you, know he was just- you know what? I think this season could be could be a season where he, if he can stay injury-free, I think it's a season where he, he, he could probably excel at. I think he can excel it from a performance and a consistency perspective, but in terms of the goals that he had put in that year, I mean, he was, I mean, it, he couldn't do anything get, wrong. Got 14 goals that season. Was it 14, Something like 16 that. Goals? It was yeah. Incredible. He, he literally couldn't do anything wrong. So um, I, I, I made it no ramble bright, but sometimes over exude, over exuberant leading him to run into dead ends. And I think yeah. that, does, that does sum him up a bit. That And that was in the first half hour. Yeah, I agree. And, and I had a note, um, again, Mustafi was was great. I I just had a note that there was a a punt from the goalkeeper from Huddersfield who sent it down the field, and Mustafi completely misjudged it. Fortunately, it took a bounce and went straight to Peter Check. But I was a, a bit concerned with the fact that he he misjudged it so bad. I mean, there was it literally went from the keeper straight at him. Ball bounced over his head. If he was maybe 10 yards further up the field and he misjudges that, uh, you know, the Huddersfield player, I don't remember who the hell it was, but he, what, like he Almunia would have been. What was that? Like, Al- like Almunia would have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave, exactly. Leave us exposed. So, yeah. so that, that was my note from the first half. I, I thought that we seemed pretty comfortable. I think the goal that we scored in the first half or first few minutes kind of opened things up and I had a note here to, Kind of Again, a Rambo down. assist. Yeah, nice flick through the legs. Lacazette, left-footed strike. I, I think that goes to show how clinical he can be. Um, he's not naturally left-footed. He's a right-footed player. But his movement to get into that space, uh, the way we move the ball um, to get into that area, uh, I think was great. So, uh again, I think seeing how he finished that left-footed strike uh, – goes to show that maybe he's that number nine, maybe he's that true striker that, that we've needed and that I think we should build around. His movement in that first half and his just connection with Ozil was fantastic. I don't know I don't know what you saw from the stadium. No, no, no definitely. I, I agree 100%. And again, it goes back to our conversation we had last week, um, only six days ago, so our podcast come back quicker. Um, uh, a conversation we had last week about Sanchez versus Ozil, if you had to keep one, which one would you keep? Um, somebody's just put a, not poll, but a, a discussion up on um, Arsenal Fans Forum, and the majority of people that are commenting on there are saying Ozil, because uh, I think it does create, and with Lacazette, gives us uh, an option to replace Sanchez. And I know you went down the route of Sanchez um, because he is, let's face it, a fantastic striker, but it, w- it was his attitude from anything else. At 30 minutes, though, uh, Kalasniak missed an absolute sitter. Uh, Huddersfield, in fairness, made a great clearance off the line, and then the ball landed about one foot in front of them and on Kalasniak's foot. And he, he he missed an absolute sitter. What did you make of that? Not, I can't remember that that one from from 
Kolasinac. I remember uh, the one that Lacazette had, that Shaka played the ball in. Keeper came out. Lacazette on the end line played a nice chip over him, uh, and it was cleared off the goal line. But I'm trying to think of the, the Kolasinac one. That might that have been the follow-up, because uh, I think it was, it was cleared off the goal line by their, their, their central Defender. half. Yeah. yeah, and he cleared it, and it only came out about two or three foot oh, from the yeah, other yeah, side yeah, of the right, right. Yeah, I remember and the ball Col- bounced top of the six, and he put it over there. Yeah. We went to shit until halftime. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield came back at us. Uh, it, they looked like they were going to get a goal. We're sitting there going, oh, this is going to be easy, it's going to be easy, it's going to be easy. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, Jesus, hang on, they're playing a game of football against us. Yeah, I have a note from the 33rd to the 38th minute. We were just absolutely dreadful. I had 33rd till when? 33rd till when? I had 33rd till 38th. Um, and then I think we started to come back into it. But the 37th minute, there was a play there that Monreal gave the ball away in our final third. Uh, Huddersfield came down on the counterattack. Mustafi and Kostiani both went to the same guy out wide leaving, I can't remember what the hell his name was, but they left him all alone. He played the pass down through the middle, one-on-one with Peter Cech, unfortunately. Yeah, there was a penalty claim on that, wasn't there? Well, this was, that was the other one, but the one that Costelli came across the box and the guy took the shot and he ended up blocking it in desperation and slide across the box. But the two of them, Mustafi was out wide. There's no reason why Costelli needs to go out there. And he went out there. They both got sucked out. And the guy just literally ran right down the middle of the pitch, and no one followed him. And fortunately, Costiani was able to get back across. Is that the, is that the, the white chap, bald head, Mooney? Is it? He he might have made the pass. He wasn't the one that had the final shot. Okay. Yeah, I think well, he was a former former city guy. He's actually not too bad. Okay, I, I just found like in the first half hour. Um, and this was the same, again, I know I jumped slightly forward to Man United game. When, and if you go back to the Tottenham game, when we press and we press teams uh, and harangue them, because of the style of football we play, we don't give them an opportunity to sit back. And in the first half hour, we pressed, we pressed, we pressed. From that 33rd minute, as you noted, our 30, I'd said about half hour, so a similar sort of point, we top us sat back, almost like we're going, oh, yeah, we're okay. And as soon as we sat back, they, we gave them space, we gave them time, and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was exactly the same thing that we did against Burnley. We sat back, let them walk it in and do what the hell they want, and then we played on the counter, which I don't understand. Yeah, but, and I had a note I had a note from the first game, from the first goal. Um, we won the ball back due to high pressure from Bellerin, um, which ended up earning us the throw in. And we completed eleven straight passes, which ended up the end result ended up being that goal. So again, going to show that if we continue to play the way we should be playing, especially at home against a team like Huddersfield, pressuring them high, forcing them to go long, force them to play direct, do not let them just come out. And, and again, if they're going to keep that ball and possess it and get comfortable on it, it's going to cause us problems, right? We pressure them high, force them to go long, force them to make uncomfortable passes, and we will get that ball back more often than not. And then let us move that ball around. Let them chase the ball and good things will come of it. And that proved it early on in the match. And then I think us scoring that goal so early was kind of um, a good and a bad thing for us. It, it kind of lifted some pressure early on, but it also put us yeah, in a comfort we, zone. Which we all thought it could be a bit of a banana skin, didn't we? So, 
Correct. Yeah. And, and I mean, Huddersfield's not a bad team. Yes, they don't travel well, but they have the ability to, to cause some problems, right? They caused issues for Man City. Granted, it was uh, at their stadium. I believe it was at their stadium that they played. They host. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They lost. But, uh, you know, they caused issues for Man United as well. Um, but again, I think that early goal was, was our we caused issues our good for thing and a bad thing. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, the, so into the yeah, second uh, half, you got Lacazette was taken off with a groin injury and Giroud brought on. And everyone was moaning around the ground going, oh, hell, Giroud's coming on. I thought he had a good second half. Yeah, I think Giroud did well. And the thing that I thought was interesting was that second goal that we scored, the ease of which we were able to just play two simple give-and-goes um, was for me, I mean, if I'm a Huddersfield supporter or Huddersfield manager, I'd be very concerned. If you just look at, if you watch it back, there was just so much time and space. It, it was so obvious what was going to happen. It just, you know, two quick passes and, well, there, and here there, we are as there's, there's a goal. There, there was a few leading up to the second goal because uh, Giroud uh, came close with Oz, uh, from an Ozil and Bellerin assist. Um, Huddersfield had a couple of opportunities and then Rambo uh, to Giroud and he missed again. Uh, but then all of a sudden uh, Ozil just sparked into life about, what was it, about 50 minutes in. Um, and uh, Sanchez, again, I'm not... I don't hate the guy or anything like that, but he was frustrated. He was half the player he normally is. Um, he was flaying his arms around and moaning and everything else as he usually does. Where, on the other hand, Giroud, uh, Ozil, and some of the other players, even Bellerin, who I'm not the greatest fan of, um, they, they they all dug in and got on with it. And that that second goal, which starts with Mustafi, who had a great first half and going into the second half, and he starts on the halfway line to Ozil, to Kolasniak, to Ozil, to Sanchez, Giroud, finished, perfect goal. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 there was about a five-minute, five to six-minute period there where we just were uh, fantastic. I mean, fantastic's not even the right word for it. I mean, everything that we did went right. Huddersfield had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, and it showed. I mean, um, goes to show that if if we actually play the way we can play, um, obviously a lesser opponent, Huddersfield, no disrespect to them, but um, we just it was incredible to see how the hell we just turned it on. You know, from one minute to the next, it was fairly comfortable, and then it was all balls to the wall. Here's three goals. Okay, now let's sit back and relax. Um, uh, it was it was great to watch for sure. I'm only slightly distracted because I've just had a message come through. And so we're talking about Argyle. The FA Cup draw is on at the moment, and I just wonder, have we just got drawn Plymouth Argyle? FA Cup draw. Let me just click on it one second. Sorry, I'm going off subject, but so no, Birmingham, important. <laughs> Birmingham Burton. Uh, that's oh, that's tonight. Um, Listen, we'll we'll catch that up in a second, and we we can check out the draw after we finish off on this game, and we'll have a a quick chat on that. Um, what else did we did I have noted about that? I had uh, Sanchez scores, Ozil assists, goal number three, and the crowd sing, "We've got Ozil." Ozil goes back to the halfway line. 
returns to the North Bank applauds. A few later then started um, uh, singing Sanchez's, but it didn't really take off. But it just, I think that shows the general feeling that whether it's a case of that's the one we'd like to keep, if we were to keep either of them, I think that is the one that the fans believe they can keep more. Plus, he had such a sublime game. Yeah, he played fantastic. And and I actually wanted to talk about it because I know we had discussion about Alexis. Who do I think should stay? Who do I think should go? Uh, seeing how Ozil has played over the last two matches, uh, he just seems to have found a, a confidence that we haven't seen in a while. Um, he He's willing to pick the ball up deep. He's going at opposing players. He seems to have that turn of pace, which... I I personally haven't seen from him in, in a while as well. Uh, he just seems to be living it up again. Uh, maybe something that we saw when he first joined the club and he kind of went into a, a dark hole and he would show up and then he wouldn't show up and he'd show up and he wouldn't show up. And if he can play at this level, it, it's amazing. My concern is that... Could, could, you know, could is he, he then is play he at him, Man United? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's my worry, right? Is he putting himself in the shop window in the shop for window. January? Yeah. I've seen window. I've seen some rumors today that there's suggestions that he's actually going to renew his contract and Alexis is heading out. And based okay. off what we've seen, based off what we've seen recently, yes, I'd like to keep Alexis. I think he's an outstanding player. Um, if you were to ask a hundred of the, just the general footy population, who do they think is better? I would be willing obviously, to say Obviously, nobody from overseas, only, only UK-based people who go to... <laughs> I would say that most of them are going to say, you know, Alexis... Ooh, Forrest than... away! Oh, Forrest yeah, away! Arsenal go to Forrest. Ooh! Manchester United host Derby. Wow. Wow. Okay. Match. Right. Let's back to what we're talking about. We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So the the um, yeah, if he can if he can continue to play at that level, he seems to be on the same page as Lacazette, which I think is fantastic. If he can re-sign his contract again, if we let Alexis go in the in the in the January window, get some money for him, maybe get a, a player in replacement, I think we can build around Ozil. I definitely think we need to build around Lacazette. Uh, I think he's proven that his movement off the ball, he did it in the first half against uh, Huddersfield. I did it again at the weekend. I think he's the guy that we really need to, to build around. And I think he makes part of that core, right? That we always talk about that core or people always talk about the core that Arsenal had um, in the days of, you know, Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira. We're, no, we're, 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 nowhere, we're nowhere close to that yet, but I, I do know what Correct. you mean. But, we, I think, but we're a different style of football. Correct. And I think we need to have that core down the middle, right? Starting from the front, you need a core in the middle, you need a core up top, you need a core at the back, part of the defense. And I think that he's that guy that we can build it around. Uh, yes. He's still yeah, young, he's clinical, he's mobile. So Mind you, uh, I think it, that people I've spoken to for a while and then some people on some of the, the social media sites I'm on have been screaming for um, uh, Lacazette for, for a long time. Steve Warrington, um, which you may or may not know, um, he's yep. been saying season after season after season. Um, I don't, I, I have, I, I have to confess, I, I don't watch any other league football. I, I watch the Premier League, 99% Arsenal, 
if there's a big game on, I'll watch. Um, I didn't watch West Ham City last night because I had a big day on Saturday, so I had to spend some time with the <laughs> beloved <laughs> um, <laughs> and gain some brownie points because I tell you what, December's busy. I'm away at West Ham. <laughs> I'm away at West Ham. I'm West Ham in the League Cup. I'm the Arsenal fans form Christmas beers at Newcastle. Then there's Liverpool on the 22nd. It's just, and I'm on a way with work for a meeting and it is a works meeting uh on this thursday so uh, brownie points as you can yeah yeah i need to build them up listen getting back to that game and, and trying to finish that game off a little bit sanchez though in credit um his tenacity when he lays the ball off to rambo gives a supplying bass to Ozil, uh, for Ozil to score that goal, that fourth goal, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But again, another simple um, give-and-go type of play that it seemed so obvious that it was going to happen, and Huddersfield just looked completely out of it. I don't know what the hell happened to them if they just completely packed it in at that point. uh, After 2-0 and then 3-0, I think they just gave up. It was was never going to be three points. The best they could have hoped for is a point. And, you know, if Arsenal don't turn up, which is possible these days, um, uh, they might have nicked three, but a point was at best. We've now, what, 13, 14 games unbeaten at the Emirates? Yeah. Well, at that point, yeah, it was 12. That would have been 13, I believe it was. Going that, back was that was 13, yes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, well, what we're, was your... We're, we're still midweek. A minute to go, though. <laughs> I, I I had to go. My feet were like ice blocks. I think I texted you at that point. But I was yeah, you did. I couldn't storm. believe it. Leaving before <laughs> yeah. the game's over? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. I, I drove down, so I... I uh, one beer uh, with some of the lads. Um, I drove down. I wanted to get back. Um, I had an early start the next day and so on. So I, I, I park quite close to the ground. Fortunately enough, my I can get some parking permits. Um, and I thought, you know what? It, it takes 15, 20 minutes to get out sometimes. We're winning 4-0. Um, I, what I'll do is I'll walk out. And I normally walk inside the concourse so you can I can follow it all on the TV screens the whole way around to the clock end. And then I walk at the clock end just as it finishes. So it gives me a little bit of a head start that I'm not sitting in all the um, the, the, the traffic that's going on. But I did, fortunate enough, I did get to see Kalashnikov's assist to Giroud for his second. So, And I think the announce... Was, was it an assist or Giroud just took it upon himself put that in the back of the net. <laughs> well, Kalasniak would be taken as an assist. I thought Kalasniak scored, if yeah. it was, first of all. No, I agree. I, I, and I think it was more comfortable for Giroud, considering it's on his left foot, whereas Kalasniak is coming across the goal and he probably would have had to hit it with his right, or if he hit it with his left foot, it would have been a bit awkward. So it was just funny to see how he lifted it over the defender and just kind of the ball dropped and Giroud just snapshot put it in the back of the net and uh, Kalasinac kept running and you could tell Giroud was like, uh, thanks for the assist. I apologize for taking it away from you. Let's celebrate together. But it was good to see that Kalasinac wasn't really bothered by it. Yeah. To be honest, I, I actually quite like the guy. Um, he, 
he just puts so much effort in. He's delighted to be playing football. Um, I think he likes the club. Um, obviously, we're paying 150 grand a week. He's going to love us. But I, I actually <laughs> think he puts a huge effort in. What do you make about the attendance figure that said 59,285? My ass. Uh, it didn't look like it was full, that's for sure. It wasn't. There was a maximum 50,000. Um, I think yeah, it, it probably gets Yeah. Sorry, did, did, did you say the TV over there said it? Well, I could tell just by looking at it, you could tell that the stadium wasn't as packed as it normally is. So I, I'm surprised to hear that number. Yeah. They count like... Uh, they count me as a season ticket holder. They count me going in whether I turn up or not because I'm bought and paid for. Yeah, and there's, four, there's four, 40,000 of us that are uh, season ticket holders. Then you've got the platinum and the corporate and all that stuff. And I think there's only about yeah. 15,000 actual – there's ten to 15,000 actual tickets that go available to red, silver, and away members. So I think I think it's 15 in total. Um, Huddersfield took – well, they didn't take the minimum. Minimum allocation is twelve hundred and fifty. I think they took probably about three thousand. So I mean, it's it's a Wednesday night. It's leading up to Christmas. You know, things are a little bit tougher at the minute. So I think, and it was, as I said before, bloody cold. I, th- I think um, pe- people just went. Oh, you know what? I'll give it a miss. If I'm if I'm honest, um, that. Day I had a tough day at work. I can't remember what it was, but it was just one of those long days. It was freezing, and I I came along and uh, I thought, oh Jesus! I had to meet um, Manny and also um, Tony Brown. Uh, he's one of my uh, I, I think. Asked forum. Uh, I've mentioned that loads of times. You better mention your one. Actually, what, what's yours called? Fingers Coatsip. Follow, on, uh, or follow me on Facebook. It's just me sharing my thoughts, basically like we're doing here. But I put it in a blog style, and some of you, yeah, may, agree, some of you may not agree. But <laughs> to be honest, I, I obviously see loads of content, but I've started reading yours more, uh, obviously because we talk a bit uh, more and more and, and texts. And um, I actually quite like uh, the, the 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 blog. So yeah, no, it is really good. But there was a there. Were, the, the, the funny thing was, and this this will probably finish us off on, on Huddersfield and we can move on to Man United. Um, there was a post put up on, on the group that I, I've got, um, and it was Tony. And Tony's, as I said, 70, 70, 75. He's a guy. He lives, uh, he's originally from the area I live in, which is Loughton in Essex. He's originally from here, but he moved out of here in 1971 and moved to Australia. And um, Manny's nemesis, Wayne Brown, um, is the son of Tony. And Tony put a random post up about get behind the team or something like that, or you're a fake supporter for not backing the manager. And he got slated. Uh, so no one that I knew the guy, I jumped to his, not to his rescue, but I'd come along and say, hey, guys, easy. The guy's 70. You know, he's not going to be able to respond to all of these. We've got 20-year-olds and 20, 30-year-olds, keyboard warriors, having a, having a pop. Not all keyboard warriors, but you, you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So I, I, I jumped to his defense. Um, and then Wayne and Manny met, and it was a marriage made in heaven. 
Um, really? Uh, yeah, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> actually, <I was too. laughs> actually, in fairness, they get they get on really well, but it's it is definitely a love hate relationship. Um, uh, they, they, they've had a good giggle, but um, Manny didn't realise that Tony was turning up. I didn't say anything. Um, Tony, Tony knew because I messaged Wayne in Australia, said, "Hey, your dad's coming over. I've got his ticket sorted." Um, but guess who else is coming? I said, "Manny." I said, "I've said nothing." He said, "Oh, hilarious!" So. Um, <laughs> Wayne gave his dad a kiss on the cheek and said, can you deliver that to Manny? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so we, we, uh, I got, I had a horrendous traffic. I got, ah, I got stuck in Tottenham of all places, uh, trying oh, to get to the ground. Hell. Yeah, it was just a a fucking shithole, mate. Honestly, it is a shithole. And they can build the nicest stadium in the world, but it's still going to be a shithole. Yeah, Um, we all know that. But um, I I, I met up with Manny and uh, we went and walked to, uh, and Scott Wise, and uh, went to walk to the Thierry Henry statue. And um, you'll see this in January. we went and met with Wayne and I did say just prior to it, I said, look, mate, I said, I'm running late. I said, I need to meet somebody for uh, to, to give him a ticket. I said, I really wanted you to meet them. He said, he's a good friend of yours. And Manny goes, what do you mean a good friend of mine? How would you know? I said, it's Wayne's dad. He said, you're fucking joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, I've got to come. I said, okay, 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 okay. So I ran. Um <laughs> in full football gear. So like I'm wearing like a hoodie, t-shirt, uh, gilet, scarf, jeans. I ran from Blackstock Road to the George. Uh, and that's probably, it's got to be a couple of miles at least. I got to the got to the pub. I was pouring in sweat. Brandon man had a run earlier in the day, but like that, that was in proper gear. But we ended up meeting um meet, meeting Tony and Manny, and it was it was it was beautiful. Honestly, it was one of those special moments. And there is a photo. I'll share it with you. Maybe I'll I'll stick the photo up on uh on our Twitter feed and uh, on the Facebook page so that yeah, Manny can be famous. Sure. Manny even smiled. <laughs> he doesn't like smiling. Really. Yeah, he doesn't do smart. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, what was your what was your match positive? Your match negative? As I um, bring Santi into the fold here. Oh, Santi Gonzalez. <laughs> Pronunciation okay this time? Yeah. Perfect. Ah, yeah. So my match positive it can only be the German Meister, can't it? Mesut Ozil. We've got Ozil. Yourself? Yeah. I would, if Lacazette didn't get pulled off at halftime, I would have gone with him. But I'd either have to go with Ozil or uh, I thought Giroud was pretty good when he came on. Obviously, it was a bit easy for him at times. But considering that he hasn't featured much and he's been second fiddle to some other options, he's kept his spirits up and his confidence is obviously still there. So either himself or Ozil for me. My negative was that 15 minutes we were missing in the first half. I just thought like, you know, we played so well, that would have been just typical Arsenal of, 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 of not off now. Cause I think we're type of turning a corner. I hope um, I'm going to jinx it. Aren't I? Um, I, 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 I 
a couple of years back, that would be just typical. Arsenal just let some lesser team, and that's no disrespect, but some lesser uh, team back in a game that we have just dominated and bossed. So my match negative would have been that 15 minutes are, you said it was five minutes, but I thought it was 15 minutes. The the 33 and 38 you talked about. It seemed much longer than it actually was, but uh, my negative would be... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the time goes real slow at that point. Mm-hmm. My uh, my negative would be, and you're probably going to be surprised, but I'm going to have to go with Alexis Sanchez. I, I know that he scored and was involved in some of the goals, but he, he's just rubbing me the wrong way lately. He's losing the ball very cheaply, which we'll get into you. a little bit further. You will believe um, me. <laughs> the... His, and incredibly frustrating. I heard some people saying on social media that he seems to be playing for himself um, after. Which is my that, point, what after, I said last week. Yeah, and after. Oh, you did say that actually, yes. And I, I saw it on social media again this weekend, and again, we'll touch on it again. But seeing the performance against Huddersfield in certain moments that he went through, it seems um, he's just checked out mentally. But then, you know, there's other times of, of brilliance that he's capable of putting on and making me think, well, maybe he still wants to be here. No, he just, I don't know where he wants to be, but um, he's not in a good place at the minute. So that's the, uh, he's he's my negative. No, no, no. And and I agree. To be honest, I didn't put him in as a negative because I've said enough about him. And um, and last week, so I don't want to have a, a right downer. The guy's, you know, it can be sublime, but he's just extremely frustrating. All right, so now that we've cutter, covered that uh, Huddersfield drubbing five goals to nil, um, and just going back to our predictor, Fergus got one point, as did I. He predicted three to one. I predicted three zero. I should get a point for the fact that I said that they weren't going to concede and they no, didn't. I can't, believe, I, can't, I can't believe you said that they were what going are to concede. Like, yeah. Owning a complete to the referee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm complaining Santi's looking up at me like, Dad, what the hell's going on? Don't try and use uh, the Santi sad eyes thing with me. <laughs> like. All right, I'll try it next week then. <laughs> all right then. Um, all right, Man United at home. Holy shit, what a roller coaster of emotions that was. Mate, you know what? It is. I can't remember another game that I've watched Arsenal play that we lost in, and I walked out of a ground or a pub or wherever I've been watching it and could hold my head as high as we did. We bossed that game. I agree. Absolutely bossed it. I thought it was probably our best offensive performance from a consistency perspective. We just kept going and going and going. Normally we'll have periods. And I, and I mentioned this in my most recent blog, it was just, we just kept going. And obviously we opened ourselves up to some counterattacks after conceding so early twice. Um, but we, and 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 they, and they were errors by us, Kalasnia, uh, not Kalasnia. Um, oh yeah, Cos uh, and um, Mustafi. Yeah, they were just I, I could not believe it. I mean, first, first Kosielny so early in the match, 
you play a stupid pass like that across the field. I don't know what the hell. And it's in thinking. the air. If, if, if you laid it on the ground, at least you could do something. But Valencia just looks and goes, oh, I'm having that. Nods it and away you yeah. go. And, and some of the, the broadcasters were like, well, Kolasinac should have read that and kind of stepped in the way. But yes, you can you can say that, right? But there's no reason for Kolasinac to even make that stupid pass. It's, it's uncalled for that early in the match. We were in our final third. Why don't we just get the fucking ball up the field? We the field and stupid pass sets us up for failure. And then we're just chasing it on the back foot at that point. And uh, Valencia ends up putting it in. And yes, on that play, if you go back and actually Ian Wright had posted a, a picture of it, I think it was from Match of the Your Day. I, th- <laughs> I think we had uh, foreign three, people's uh, friends. I think there was four four Arsenal. I do players. like Wrighty, by the yeah. way. Sorry, I do too. I actually really like him a lot. So there was there was four players uh, that went to the ball when Pogba had it, and basically left Valencia all alone. So that's uh, another discussion in itself. But the fact that Cassiano put us in that position was absolute shit, um, and completely pissed me off. I had just sat down wife had handed me Santi. I had the bottle ready to go, feeding him, and I was literally Santi like, Santi went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> bottle goes uh, one way, so baby goes the other. My wife was like, what? I'm like, ah. And she looked at the TV and was like, okay, I, I get it. I was so and, mad. And normally they go, oh, well, it's only a game. Yeah, well, she's. I think she said that enough times to me that I've then said, well, it's not just a game. And she, I think she gets the point that, okay, maybe I should stop saying that because, yeah. again, it's not just a game. <laughs> <laughs> At 10 minutes down where uh, Mustafi, um, he was left high and dry in my opinion. Like He came across the back line again, the same sort of position. Um, Man United were pressing, similar to what we did against Huddersfield. But I think we were trying to counter-press. Um, Monreal and uh, Kalasniak were way up the pitch. Kalasniak was on the half, just across the halfway line. Monreal wasn't far behind him. So there was no outlet for Staffy to go. At that point, he should have just hoofed it either up the pitch or out of play and given us half a chance. In the, instead, he flips back on himself and then he gets caught. And I must admit, that goal was a very good goal. A nice pass between the pair of them. Uh, it was a really, really good pass and it annoyed I'm going to I'm gonna have to disagree with you because Cossioni totally fucking bottled that play. Manny, we got controversy. I'm trying to find the goddamn picture as you can see here, but Mustafi has the. I I tweeted it. I retweeted it, or I mentioned it, or commented on it, or something. But he has the ball, and there's a still image that somebody had posted on Twitter, and I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to find it now to show you. But he Mustafi has the ball by himself. And, um, oh, right here. Okay. Yeah. Mustafi has the ball. Look at what Monreal is telling him. Pass that fucking ball back to Peter Cech and let's get it out. Right. What does he do? Yeah, he, bought himself some, he, he buys himself some time by, he dropped his shoulder. And I believe that was Lindard thought he was going to pass it back to Cech and he went there and then Mustafi bought himself some time at that point. Mustafi has Shaka all fucking by himself. I mean, he just plays that pass into him. He's out, right? What does he do? We'll, we'll, we'll put this picture step. up on. Uh, we'll put this picture up on the on the uh, Facebook and Twitter as well for everyone to see. Yeah. So he makes he takes that stupid touch, 
and then he puts himself into fucking trouble. Like, again, why don't you just get rid of the ball? Puts himself into trouble. Look at this. Look how wide open Shock is. Left footed yeah. pass. Bang. Right in the middle. Right? Out of pressure. Or you just get it down the field. And can you, can, can you see, I, we're looking at pictures, but you can see where Kolasniak is. He's way up there. Yeah. But I, I, and, I, I, and Monreal's way away. But I never saw what you said there about um, Monreal saying, look, I'm too far up the pitch. Give the ball back to the yeah, keeper. Yeah, just drop him. it to check. Correct. Yeah. And and given how he's been playing and, and his experience, you would think that he would have been smarter considering we were already down 1-0 at home. And, and the thing that pissed me off even more is the fact that he gave it away got up, tried to blatantly foul. I think it was Lukaku um, who got that ball, or Pogba, one or the other. I can't remember who that was, so I was too pissed off. But he tried to take a swing at his legs. He failed at that, and then they marched down, played the pass. Monreal was chasing. He wasn't able to get back, and they scored. But then he comes up short with an injury, and I I would be willing to bet that he was not injured. I think what happened was... Oh, no, his, ha- his hammy went. His hammy went. I, I, I had an think- argument with a guy at halftime. Yeah, I had an argument with a guy at halftime. Some fucking tool idiot. He's in the line <laughs> um, to, to, to get beers, and he got Mustafi's he's fucking stupid. He's useless. Ah, oh, fucking... And the, the language got even worse. And uh, I turned around to him and said, did you not see him against Huddersfield? Did you not see him uh, in such and such a game? And, and and I listed off about three or four games to him, and he went, yeah, but he's still a fucking idiot. I said, uh, I, 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 you know what? You obviously know better than me, so I'm not going to argue with you. And he went, yeah, so I'm not, make I'm not going to go to the extent of calling him names, but I'm, he, it was foolish. Holding, he pulled up holding his ankle at first. And then he walked off. And again, whether he was injured or not, I'm not convinced. Maybe he was. Maybe he'll miss some time. Maybe he was injured. Two, two, two controversial I'm going to, I'm going to have to disagree. I, I'm, I've played before. I've seen people do this. We've seen people do it on the professional stage as well. I'm convinced that he knows he fucked up and that was his out. Down to zero, 10, 12 minutes into the game, it seemed to me like it was a, holy shit, I just messed up. I've been playing so well. The, the fans are going to be against no. 80 minutes to go here and this could turn really bad. And I think that was his out. Gone, neck on. That I, I literally that was, I think that was his cop out. I think that was his way to get off the field and hope that he's not part of what could have been. And fortunately, it didn't turn out to be all that bad, considering it went down so early, two zero. But to me, that's my assumption. And I know you don't agree with it, and that's fine because we got some yeah, controversy yeah, yeah, it's for it's Manny. My opinions, isn't it? So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I could not believe it. That at that point, uh, I. I really I wanted to throw. I didn't, I didn't know if you could see on TV that it was quite misty and it was a there was a mizzle. I think is the word I heard on on the radio, which was like a drizzly mist sort of um, over the over the uh, the pitch. And I was in the is in the left hand corner. I'm literally by the corner flag at the back end. Um, so on, on the north bank, block five, I, I could probably pick me, me out on that picture you're showing on there, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't notice what time Shaka went off at. Uh, not Shaka, um, Mustafi went off at. Did he go off at half time? Um, no, no, he went off. Nothing to do with the beer, honestly. Nothing. He went, <laughs> he went <laughs> off uh, shortly after the goal. Uwobi came on for him. 
Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah looked, recall it better. It looked like we went to a back four, but... We went to a back four at that point, uh, yeah, which, which is well, about... Well, I think that was the plan, but I don't think we ended up really doing a back four. Because if you watch them off the ball, we would never lined up in the back four. It looked like we were still in a back three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Lacazette came close before... Um, before before half time, as we applied some pressure, yeah, we the response from the team was fantastic. Um, again, not something he, that we would expect. He he should have had a penalty. We we would discuss this before before the record about um, he should have had a penalty because Roja smashes him in the in the, in the track here, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't. They didn't mention it on the broadcast, and I I, I was surprised at Lee Dixon was doing the broadcast here in the U S and he was saying, well, that's not a pen for me. And at first glance, it didn't look like it. It looks no, like I have to uh, agree. when I first saw, first saw it, I thought, nah, it's just like he's leaned into him or, you know, they just yeah. both fell back together. And at first glance, it looks like Rojo has the positioning on him and has every right to shield that ball. Um, watching it back. And we have the video up here, uh, which I had posted on our Facebook page and our Twitter page, but Watching it back, he blatantly pulls Lacazette back. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's got Lacazette's back. Yeah. Yeah, and Lacazette's got about a foot, of maybe one or two steps on him. Rojo has absolutely zero chance to get to that ball. And that was basically him in desperation trying to put him off. And not only did he put him off, he literally puts his arm across his neck and pulls him back. If he doesn't pull him back, Lacazette taps that in or puts De Gea in the net or De Gea pulls another miracle out of his ass. One of the three. And, and then, none of them none of them happened. And none then, of them and happened then, then Shaka hits the bar and shoots wide. Uh, I think he three well, Lacazette chances. hit the bar. Lacazette hit the bar off the pass that De Gea was scrambling on the floor. He still saved it, bounced up on the crossbar, came back and forth. Shaka comes running in, left-footed strike, and puts it just wide of the left side of the post, which was frustrating. And Matic, I think he should have had a, a yellow for that tackle that he'd done just before halftime. Um, on who was it again? Oh, it was Lacazette, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that going back to that Lacazette play, I think that Rojo should have been should have been a pen and Rojo gets sent off because he's the last man. I know that somebody had mentioned on. There's a change of rules, page. isn't there? They're, they're, they're trying to not to send people off. The, the penalty is the penalty rather than a double penalty off. Uh, they'll give you a yellow, I think, rather than a red card. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think it should have been a pen for sure. Yes. Um, what happens after that? I think there's got to be a caution of some sort, whether it's a red or it's a yellow card, whatever. But, there has to be a penalty there. I don't know how the hell you you miss that, but um, I, I can see I can see that. Um, we'll talk later about the the Welbeck um, uh, penalty shout, which is far clearer than uh, the the Lacazette one. Um, I like the Roja one. I, I I can see how the ref might be able to see this and just remind me about officials and. Um, positioning of officials when we come and talk about uh, Welbeck in a couple of minutes. So yeah, Lukaku so, nearly scores uh, an own goal. 
Um, yeah, another the, big save. Yeah, he's already had four or five immense saves before that. Um, one that nobody else has talked about, it might just be me looking at it, our highlights. Um, Lindoff, um, handball penalty? Um, when just was before, that? I don't, just I don't before half time. Uh, did you, are you saying live or you saw it on the broadcast? I saw, to be honest, live, I recall. I have watched several uh, various highlights just to clarify and, and, and tidy my notes up from the extensive notes I made while at the ground. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I've watched the match twice now, uh, and I didn't see anything that stood out from Lindelof in that first half. Okay. Okay. Um, So second half. I may have missed it, though. Second half, uh, more of the same. Uh, Unfortunately, at second half, at halftime, we had decided already that we were going to take Santi for his first pictures with Santa. So we left at halftime, and I had to listen on the radio. I was listening to TalkSport, and seems like it started off the same way it ended. Arsenal put pressure on them, uh, and yeah, it, it finally was, it was full on goal by Lacazette. Broke through. How, how, you've you've said you've watched the game back a couple of times. Uh, great pass back by Rambo. Um could have had a goal himself. Probably would have hit um, the hair on the form he was on. Uh, did he mean it? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it all just worked. And fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah, the guy on the, the commentator on Talk Sport actually mentioned it on the radio when I was listening to it, and he said, "Well, uh, it doesn't look like it's an actual pass by Ramsey. It looks more like a bad touch." So but again, like you said, I was more concerned of the fact that shit, we finally scored um, two to one, game on, here we go. And, and, and I, and I could see three two Arsenal. Back. I honestly could see three two Arsenal at that point. We it was all us, Man United. Yeah, we were playing for sure. I posted the stats of uh, BBC and we had 33 chances on goal, 15 on target. They had eight chances on goal and I think about, I know they had 15 and eight. Uh, it was all us. But my, my, my brother, I, I've got a, I've got a note somewhere. My, I, so people know my, my brother, um, uh, my youngest brother, I've got, I've got three brothers and um, my youngest brother's a Man United fan. And um, he contacted me. He said, oh, we meet up as we normally do for a beer. We, the first, uh, first time we really got together for a beer um, was 99. Um, and we went to the uh, Brownswood Tavern, which is just off Green Lanes, not far away. And it was that um, horrible, hairy-chested Welsh bloke when he scored uh, in the FA Cup replay. And um, we're in a pub. It's full of Arsenal. And he... he, he he plays the game right, you know. You know, he, he follows Man United, but he appreciates the, the the environment he's in. He doesn't give it loads and all of that sort of stuff. Man, uh, Ryan Giggs scores that goal, and there ends up being a not a fight, but an altercation in the pub. And he's only five foot two. Not really. He's a little bit taller than that, but I always call him <laughs> five foot two. Um, <laughs> well, even a push. A little yeah, yeah, a little leprechaun. He's got a little hat and a beard and everything. Yeah, wears a green suit all the time. <laughs> God, Brilliant. <I'm> sure. <laughs> so, so, um, oh shit. Oh dear. Now I've got an image now. It's not a good image. Um, but uh, he he picks this guy who's wankered. He picks him up by the throat and lifts him like 
two, three inches off the ground. So he's now at five foot four, even though the guy probably got bended knee or whatever. But um, he's about to get kicked out of the pub and everyone turns around and said, actually, no, he is a mank, but he's done nothing. It was this idiot. It was an Arsenal fan who's just been a, a prick. It kicked him out. But most of the time, I think of this. Hey, listen, this is the same as taking Dave and Mark um, over to Germany. Another Jonah. Um, I know. But he's, yeah, I, I need to, I need to stop being so friendly, don't I? Yeah, you need to take a good look at your friends. <laughs> well, he's family. I can't do anything about uh, that. <laughs> friends and family then. Okay. okay. But yeah, um, uh, Bar Bartez, you know, the, the three, one where Bartez pulled his shorts up. I think that's yep. one of the few times that I've watched the game of Arsenal Man United uh, with, with, with my brother where we've won. Um, we've generally lost, um, but, uh, occasionally drawn. Um, but yeah, no, that, that uh, we, he was talking beforehand. And when we saw the lineups in the pub and he went, Mourinho is going to smash this, grab it and defend. And okay. By our mistakes, granted, he did smash it, grab it and defend. <laughs> yeah. And I- he, the funny thing is, is they scored so early that it was really difficult to understand tactically what either team was going to do. I mean, at, at that point, tactics really go out the window considering that Absolutely. they scored so, twice so early. So I'm convinced that Mourinho would have gone there to defend either way. He just I th- got I it. I think it made it a better game for, for, obviously not the result, either, but I think it made it a better game by yeah. scoring early and then getting the second, I don't know if that, what it meant, but either side had to attack. Correct. I think it opened it up a lot more because Arsenal was really now throwing caution to the wind and Manchester United had a lot more space to counterattack and they didn't have to counterattack with many people. I mean, they were able to counterattack with Lingard, Pogba, and Lukaku, who was really a bystander, to be honest, he didn't really do much to think that they paid that much money for him. And he's been on a dreadful stretch recently. But uh, Is that Pogba? Topic... No, no, Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah, but yeah. Lukaku's always been that. He's a big, strong lad. He's, n- I think, exactly what he's for. I would have had him at Arsenal because, like, you know, we've had Javinho, we've had, you know, what other shit we had before? He's a lot better than them. He is, but considering how he started in the season, he was firing on all cylinders. I think he had 11 goals in 10 games or 10 games, 11, or 11 games, 10 goals or something like that. And I think they showed a stat. He has maybe one goal in the last 11 games or something like that. Uh, across all competitions. So, uh, yes, he's a big guy. He's a physical guy. Um, don't get me wrong. He's capable of scoring. But people give uh, other players a lot of criticism for disappearing in big games. And if there was a game that Lukaku had the opportunity to really get at us, it was Saturday. There was loads of space. Posiani was not not at his best. You um, I, I, I think nightmare because is probably nursing an injury or something like that because his his Achilles are fucked, aren't they? And he's just he he's he's nearing the end again, like Per is. So you know, I, I I don't see him having much more than probably next season, and then he'll be gone. 
Yeah, which is unfortunate. I think I like him. I think he's he's a great player, but he's still young. I mean, I think he's only like thirty years old. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But defender. But again, defenders. I think that. But I think the the Achilles injury, like you mentioned, he's thirty two. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. I guess the injuries haven't really helped him. Either. He's only a child. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that given the goals that early, um, given the way that we reacted was fantastic. And barring uh, probably De Gea's best performance ever, I think... Oh, the, ma- the, the man... Uh, was possessed. He, 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 yeah, he was possessed. He, he had a, a, a club record, as, or a, a, um, a football record as well. He's, yeah, 14 saves. 14 saves in one game and nobody has done more than 12 before. Yeah, I, I didn't, it's amazing what up the stabs they, they keep, but yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were easy saves, right? I mean, that shot that, for example, it's two to one shortly after Lacazette gets a ball into the box, quick touch. Moves oh, the, the, well. the double one from uh, Lacazette and Sanchez, was it? Yeah, Lacazette unleashes it, left-footed strike, low and hard. Somehow, De Gea reaches behind and saves it. I, yeah. I was beyond myself when I watched it back, because, again, I was standing in line at Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> and then on the rebound, I'm thinking... Have you ever, have you ever, um, have you ever listened to Kevin Bloody Wilson? I have not. Right, you need to Google Kevin Bloody Wilson, Santa Claus, yeah. you, and you can work out the next word it begins with C it's a really funny song <laughs> have a listen yeah. uh, <laughs> and next just, time you ne- next year when you queue it up with Santi what you do is <laughs> you listen to that song and you'll be sitting there and go you'll want to walk in and go oi Santa Claus you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when I when I watched it back I I was beside myself with the fact that he was able to partially get up and with his right foot save Alexis's rebound. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, my wife was sleeping next, was sleeping on the couch um, while I was watching it back. Santi was sleeping next to her. And obviously I couldn't react and wake them both up, but I literally wanted to rip my TV off the wall. I couldn't believe it that he saved that. And, and it's funny, my brother-in-law is a Man United fan, like we talked about on the last podcast. And he had texted me with uh, a laughing emoji face. And at that point, I wasn't Tell looking to talk for it anymore. I know. I've told her various times. She hasn't yeah. stuck by it, but maybe one day. Um, he, I, he knew. So I told him. I said, you know, I'm, I'm at the mall. I, I'm not listening at this point. I just have the alerts on my phone now. Um, and he said, well, okay, I'll let you watch it back. And I said, no, I'm, I'm actually paying attention to the results. Let me know what's going on. And he said, um, you're going to laugh and you're going to be frustrated when you actually watch it back. And that's exactly what happened. I, I was just beside myself at the fact that we could not put the ball past this guy. And going back to the goal, it, if you watch it again in slow motion from the angle from behind the net, Haya's right arm is not far from Lacazette's shot. He was no. not that far from saving that one. He was too. like, go, go, bendy arms, wasn't he? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. When I watched the back, I'm like, are you kidding me? Not only did he save everything else that we threw at him, he almost saved the goal. Yeah. And then shortly after that Lacazette Alexis double, Iwobi has another shot that he unleashes. De Gea looks to be going the opposite direction. He manages to come back 
and save that one as well. I mean, it was on, on another day. And then Arsenal and walked then away with four or five goals. And I then think. they get a third. Yeah. And then I was standing in line at that point. I turned it on on my phone. As I turn on the stream, Pogba walks by Koscielny and plays it across for Lingard, who I fucking yeah, I, can't I, I, stand. I, I noted down here, Monreal and Cos weak in third goal, Pogba way stronger. Yeah, and the thing that pissed me off about Koscielny was he has Pogba in a position where he's not in long goal. He's going to either have to force a cross in or he's going to have to pull it back. And Koscielny bailed him out by jumping in at the ball, tried to poke it away instead of just containing him. He's on the end line, and he let him walk right by him. And he in, that ball in, in, fairness, in fairness to the, the Arsenal side, we're pushing on. We're two one. We're on the we're on the charge. We should have had a couple of penalties by that stage. Uh, we're well on top of the game, so everyone's pushed forward. And then it left it to um, Monreal and Castellani uh, uh, to uh, to try and defend on it. So we committed so many players forward. You knew that it was either going to we're either going to get a draw or a win, or we're going to concede one or two more. So. At that point, it didn't really matter. They, they, the thing that I did notice more than anything else is um, that could see Lingard running and I went, it's goal. Even before, as soon as Pogba took the goal, I could see goal, it's done, it's over. But they ran right over in front of me and celebrated. The um, North Bank had gone quiet. I could hear them. Hey! Oh, I want to fucking kill him. Honestly, really yeah. fucking want to kill him. And yeah, Lingard and the stupid yeah, fucking the dance moves pissed me off. Yeah, what a dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. Um, before we finish off on the on 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 uh, the Man United game and do, well, we've been quite a while actually. I think we've been on quite a bit. We can't do with these two games, otherwise we're going to be on there for about two three hours. Um, <laughs> Pogba, the tackle on Hector, nasty tackle. Um, I do think it was a nasty tackle, but in his defence, I don't think he actually meant it. I think he clipped the ball beforehand, um, and uh, 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 looking and listening to some other content around, you can see that uh, Hector goes in and he kind of drops his body and his leg down to try and make himself as big as possible um, to try and put... Pogba off so he can't release the ball because I think if you release that ball it could have been another goal and the way he's left his leg trailing behind him Pogba's just stood on it but a fucking nasty he's lucky he came out with no injury yeah I don't I struggle to believe that he meant to do it um, just looking at the replay what confuses me though is how Bellerin kind of puts his leg down again like you mentioned to make himself big but the way Pogba goes into that challenge, I mean, he goes in with his studs up. I'm not really understanding. I mean, he has control of the ball. He takes a heavy touch. I'm, I'm struggling to understand what his reasoning was it's, for going somebody, in the way he did. Somebody mentioned that Mourinho, Maureen, Noved, um, <laughs> that Maureen had bollocked him about two, three minutes ago about not tracking back because he was all pushing forward, pushing forward. And Mourinho wanted to hold on to what they got to, obviously, because they knew that we're probably on overall on top. Um, so um, 
he had just got a bollocking. Um, he just uh, and and I think he went into that. His head was a bit hot because Mourinho had been shouting and screaming at him. So maybe that was it was Mourinho's fault that got him too hot headed. That got him sent off, and now he misses three matches. There was talk of him getting an extended ban uh, because he applauded. Um, the referee as he went off but I, it, in fairness I, th- I think he probably would have got away with that said he was just applauding the fans or whatever because he wasn't looking directly at the ref um, but he's a bit of a tool though isn't he don't you think yeah I mean I, I like Pogba as a player I liked him when he was at Juventus I, I like watching him in the French national team but he he does have a sense of arrogance about him and for anyone that does know me I'm not big on players who are arrogant which is why I'm not big on Ronaldo and I prefer Messi and I don't like Mourinho but um, just his sense of arrogance pisses me off but again like you said I think he was I'd, I'd like to think that he didn't mean to do what he did but I struggle to understand why the hell he went into it the way he did and and again maybe to your point that does make sense he may have had some sort of conversation with Mourinho before that but it doesn't justify it at the end of the day right and the last one was the Damien foul on um, Welbeck uh, it's definitely a foul it's definitely a foul and I, I said to remind me but I've remembered the um, other official the, the, the lino was right there it just proves they have same as you get those silly idiots with sticks in European games with no flags <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the referee calls all the shots and it doesn't matter what the lino say it's ah Absolute crap, honestly. It was definitely a, a penalty. Uh, I think um, Welbeck jumping up was very admirable um, and he's uh, trying to uh, continue with play and try and obviously gain a, a win for us. But um, he would probably be better off lying there. And we all criticise these people who dive and roll around, but sometimes you gotta you got to do that to get to get it from um, for a ref. Graham Paul was on Talk Sports. You might have heard it today. And he said... Um, the Roja one on a replay was um, definitely a penalty, uh, um, but he wouldn't have said it was a penalty in real life. But the Damian um, foul on Welbeck, uh, the instant he saw it, he would have instinctively given it as a penalty. Uh, um, and, you know, Graham Pohl knows he gets three yellow cards out, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, the thing that frustrated me was uh, it was blatant right I think it was incredibly obvious that he got um, contact on his on his foot and yes Welbeck did jump up but after the match uh, I believe it was Rio Ferdinand on BBC or BT Sport maybe he uh, he was discussing the fact that you know the penalty wasn't called and he went off on the fact that Welbeck tried to get up and he was like, oh, if that was me and that was one of my teammates, I would be having to go at him. And so what I don't understand, that's why. What I don't, I don't understand is we're trying to clean up the game, right? We're trying to make it so players don't dive, players don't embellish things. Here's Welbeck who got blatantly taken out, right? About a second into it, realized we're not going to call it, get it back up and didn't call it. So why the hell are we having to go at him for the fact that he got taken out and he didn't do, lay there and he, moan he, about he, it. He was only doing what we all, uh, you know, 
would praise if if we were looking at and that was I don't know West Ham pick a team you know Burnley whatever and that player got up you go oh well fair play to them they should have really stayed down but you no know, they've done the right thing so but listen all in all um, as I said at the start I think uh, and a stunning performance by Arsenal. Um, unfortunately, uh, due to two very silly, silly schoolboy errors on the defences uh, the to, to concede the two goals. The third goal, I'm, I'm not even worried about because I think it was us pushing forward. Um, I think uh, we deserve something. I think we deserve to draw out of that. Yeah, I think we've, going back to our initial comment, I think we've played very well going forward. I think most consistent offensive performance we've had in quite some time. And I agree we should have got something out of that, but that's the way uh, football is. Cookie, sometimes the better, yep, the better team doesn't always win. So, so what, what we else we that, got on this we, we, we have to go through quite a lot of shit still. I think we need to rattle through some. Bate Basarov. Um, I'm not going. Um, I didn't realize, but I'm away with my uh, work. Uh, for a sales meeting, followed up by a few festive drinks um, and festive clothing. So that's our local Christmas do. Uh, I expect it's going to be kids. Um, yeah. I've actually, I, 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 my ticket was going free, and I was chatting to uh, Jane James Maher, who's next to me um, on Saturday, and I said to him, I "said Oh, you come down Thursday?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm coming down." I said, "He said you?" I said, "No, mate." I said, oh, "I can't." I went, "Oh, fuck that!" First of all, but I didn't realise I was away, um, and uh, I said, "No, nah, mate, it's going to be half empty." Um, I said, oh, "My seat's gone spare if you want it." He said, "Oh no, I've got my seat." He said, oh, my, "My niece might want it." So um, his niece has taken my seat. So that was my uh, nice Christmas deed. So he's he's got that seat's not gone wait going to waste. It's going to be used by a proper Arsenal fan. Um, <laughs> predictions on scores. Uh, I'll go three nil. I'm going to go with. Just because I think there'll be a lot of rotation, um, possibly another cold night at the Emirates. Uh, team will struggle to kind of find kick back into uh, like uh, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursdays when they all kick back into cold weather again for us. Yeah, so I think they'll struggle to kind of find a rhythm. Hopefully not, but I'll I'll go with two zero. Okay, so I got three 0 You got two 0 How about at the weekend? We got uh, Southampton. Southampton, I'm uh, not going to that one. Um, that's 12 o'clock on Sunday, our time. So that's an early start for you. That's a 7 a.m. start for you. So that's a, yep. a baby baby change, baby feed, and let's sit down and watch the football. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm, uh, I, I in terms of... Go ahead. No, I, you, you, I, was, I think... Southampton are not as good as they were a couple of seasons ago. I know um, you said that we've not... I think what we had. A, what did you say? Uh, Southampton. You, you said we've only taken seven from a possible twenty-one away. Is it? No, Arsenal have only taken points from a possible twenty-one points. We've taken seven. Southampton have taken eleven from twenty-four at home this season. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, we will win that. I don't think it's going to be. Um, a rollover, I think 
we will the lineup should be the there's no discussion in lineups to a certain degree for me it's got to be AOL and uh, the, the lineup that we started with Man United so that that's my standard lineup unless I say something differently or something um, the, the the score I'll go 2 nil again I'm going to go 2-1 to one in that game I think that's a game that I could see us conceding I think if Mustafi was really hurt, he might miss out. Maybe Kossiani gets a break, um, depending on how his Achilles feels. I could just see us conceding. I could probably see us conceding first. Oh, bless you, Santi. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Santi <laughs> I think that... Where we can make it Yeah, with his face on it. <laughs> I could see us either conceding first or... Um, being up 1-0 Southampton pulls one back and having some nervy moments um, but eventually grabbing the winner so it, in fairness, I'd, I'd agree I'd, I went 2-0 to be, try to be positive but um, I, I can see us <laughs> possibly conceding one so but. yeah hope. and right, so we, we, got, we got a little bit of a debate um, so we we were going to talk about um, I think Herbie Gunner talked about uh, who gave us some feedback the last time we talked about maybe doing something from behind the scenes about uh, our new head of recruitment and not our football relations because we don't have a director of football we've got a head of football relations which is not a director of football nothing like a director of football never will be a director of football and doesn't even smell like a director of football um we will take that debate up uh, i think um maybe next week or the week after depending on how results go but uh it transpires um i think it's quite apt uh, bearing in mind, I'm a paddy. I'm an Irishman. Uh, okay, yes, I live in London and uh, I go to the Arsenal. And then we've got um, yourself, who's Portuguese-American, um, and Ian Wright on social media. Uh, have we got? Have you got that? Have you got the tweet? What he actually said? I sent it to yes, you. I do. Let me pull it up Let's here. We have screen. So, yeah, so Ian Wright, go ahead. You can read it off. Go on, you read it. All it's right, so Ian was responding. I didn't, I didn't see the initial communication. I've seen a lot since, but Ian Wright said, uh, another million mile away Arsenal fan pipes up, do one pal. I'm busy trying to deal with the troops in the trenches, get back to watching Fargo. Um, and that, I believe, I it was the same person. Ian Wright, and that, that is bang out of order. It's fucking horrendous. Yeah, I think he he got caught up in the emotion. Um, if you go back and look at his Twitter feed, he was really fired up from the match. Um, he Granted. had some some exciting words to say about De Gea after every freaking save that he made against us. So <laughs> I think that he was just caught up, and he's he's a true gunner, right? I mean, his his passion for the club um, is. He's got more passion than me, you, me, you, Santi, Correct. everyone put together. Yeah. He, he, he exactly. cut him in half. You know, yeah. he's, he's Arsenal through and through. And have, have you watched, uh, there's a thing you should watch, actually, if you haven't seen it. It's on YouTube, but it was on um, BT Sports over here. I think it's called um, uh, Righty and Rocky. 
um, road to the Arsenal or from from the park to the Arsenal. It's about Wrighty and Rowcastle. They grew up on the same council estate in uh, South London, uh, down at Crystal Palace. And Rocky was uh, uh, Rocky was at the Arsenal playing for the youth. And uh, Wrighty was still kicking about. I think he liked a bit of sex, drugs, and rock and roll at the time. Allegedly, I don't yeah. know, but you know, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm using the phrase rather than saying yeah. he's done anything wrong. But like you know, he he did openly admit he liked you know like the party a bit more. Um, but it's great. Great, 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 great film. And then when he talks about uh, Rocky um, sadly passing, uh, oh, got a bit funny. Um, it, it's a little bit emotional uh, for anybody who's an Arsenal fan. I, I, I never really got to see Rocky play that much, but I've seen him in, in the past. I've met, I've met uh, Rocky's sister, Dawn. Um, she's... Uh, and, and, and some of Dawn's friends. And um, lovely people. Um, and a good family. So, you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think, uh, you'll have to send me the link to that. First of all, I, I don't think I've seen it. I've seen quite a few Arsenal videos and things on YouTube, but I, I might not have seen that one. But just going back to the conversation, I think that, again, I think Wrighty gets caught up in the emotion. Anyone that really knows him, anyone that follows him, I, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I never, I, I got to watch him play towards the end of his career, um, but I've watched plenty of videos back on him and caught up uh, in terms of what he's, he did for the club and I love watching him um, analyze the match and just talk about it. I know that when Arsenal won the FA cup, he was one of the guys in the broadcast, at least here in the U S and watching him celebrate as if he was there or he was on the team or, you know, like a little kid. Right. And just, you could see the excitement that he has for the club and the passion that he has for the club. So I'm yes, his comments are out of line um, for myself being abroad. Uh, foreign Arsenal becomes, <laughs> it becomes it gets this, tough, is really, right? this, this is really good for me to be able to do this um, remember we're in uh, post Brexit um, in, yeah. in the UK <laughs> <laughs> and the day after Brexit, I walked into my local and went oi ain't you fucking gone home yet <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah nice I, but <laughs> I think uh, I, I mean he came out and apologized and unfortunately people are still having a go at him and listen <laughs> He, again, if you know him, if you follow his career, if you follow him after the fact of, you know, after the point of him hanging up his boots and retiring, you'll know that he's a true Arsenal supporter. So the fact that people are still having a go at him, yes, he made a mistake, but everyone makes stupid mistakes. It's immediate. Or after the game and somebody says the wrong thing. I got into, um, uh, a discussion, uh, a debate, a conversation, whatever you want to call it, a row, um, with uh, people when they've come along to the wrong thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one for fighting and stuff like that. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll bite back every now and then. You know, when somebody says something, when you're a bit sore about a game or something like that. So yeah, I, I, I can, I can wholeheartedly understand that. I just, I just, it, it, I thought it was quite apt for us to discuss it. So, you know, what would be nice, though, uh, Mike, it'd be like you're you're in Boston. I'm here in, in, in London and uh, we've got our friends in in Brazil now as well. Um, and yep. we've got uh, people in Spain. It'd be nice if people could uh, either share on Twitter or add to the comments um, where in the world that they're actually listening to it and what they actually think of it. Uh, do uh, our Twitter, Facebook email. Etc. Etc. I'll I'll leave the honours to you, eh? 
Yeah, so if you uh, you can leave the comments in our SoundCloud. Um, if you listen to the podcast on the SoundCloud, you can obviously listen to, to the podcast on iTunes, but you can leave us comments on our Facebook page, which is Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, on our Twitter page, which is the handle is at Guns and Ribbons. Uh, so, and you can also send us an email, uh, info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. So it'd be good to hear from our listeners. Let us know where you're listening from. Um, and I guess maybe even give us your thoughts in terms of what Ian Wright said and what do you think about it? But I think I speak for myself and Fergus when I say that, yes, he made a mistake. He apologized for it. Let's move on because he's probably feels more for the club than probably any of us right, right, right. he's been there. Ian Wright, right, right, right. Ian Wright, <laughs> exactly. right, right. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end that discussion. <laughs> Listen. So, I, go on. Go ahead. No, Santi was just making some noise. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's flown. My wife's been out, come back again, and on the phone downstairs, I can hear her. Uh, we must be touching an hour and a half. Well, yeah, was, how long? It was productive, productive hour and a half, I'd say. Yeah, um, I've really enjoyed it again, and I'm enjoying them more and more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be nice. If, uh, you know, we had 90 people listen to episode two. We had, uh, we're getting quite a few people listening, um, but people are actually giving us some feedback, which is really, really good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing this. Um, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to carry on, and um, I look forward to next week. So Likewise. I would. Uh, Hopefully you have have yourself a good week and hopefully the weekend is better than it was this weekend in terms of the result. And I look forward to surpassing you on our prediction league standings. Not um, going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen, Fergus. Just admit to it. <laughs> well, hopefully you can get your your new fancy headset to work this time. Yeah, that would be that'll be helpful. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully people will notice the difference on the audio at my end. So I feel I feel very flash here with this uh, with this with this thing here. I might, I might actually take a picture and uh, post it on Twitter. Listen, again, been fantastic, Mike Santi. Good evening, everyone else. Thank you very 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 much for listening. This is Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us again on Guns and Ribbons at Twitter. Um, Join our Facebook page, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, um, and up the Arsenal.